This is the Everybody's Talking at Once podcast for April 5th, 2022. I mean, it definitely. So Discord has a built-in thing. Like, if you're too loud, it'll just cut you out. I noticed that when we, uh, when I rewatched the, um, it takes two episodes because our laughter was, for lack of a better word, hysterical. Um, there were a lot of times where our long laughs were like just getting cut because out. we were losing our literal minds. Because we were losing our minds. Because our minds were literally just melting. Our minds in our were brains, being draining out our ears <laughs> into a puddle of gelatinous goo. Um. Do I want to leave part of that in? Maybe. Maybe this is where we come in. Welcome to the Everybody's Talking at Once <laughs> podcast, where we talk about everything by talking about video games. I am Drew Messenger Michaels. Very glad you're here. And today, uh, we didn't say which order we were introducing ourselves in. I'm joined by... Uh, Lucio Valentino. Yes, that is Lucio. And I am El Viegas. This is a combination I think we've... Have we had this combination on before? I feel like... Didn't we do something? Uh, that's a good question. I want to say yes, but I feel I, I'm like not we've sure. done something. Maybe about Game we of Thrones. We have all maybe? definitely talked a lot in person, yes, so I could just. Exactly. We've had <laughs> maybe even that. some of these same conversations about uh, Pokemon and colonialism in person. <laughs> uh, we'll get there. Yes, we'll get there. So here's what we're doing, dear listener. Um, we usually do a year in review where uh, Lucio and Franny and I talk about what we played, what we didn't, what we're looking forward to, and it's. It started to feel increasingly cramped. Um, we're rushing really fast when those happen. So I thought this year, whenever we had a lull, uh, if, for example, GDC has just happened and a whole bunch of people who would normally be on the show got COVID at GDC. So there just was a little bit. Oh, no, just I didn't hypothetical. hear about this. Random, random hypothetical, example. Total yeah. hypothetical, not a thing that could happen. Um, and, and people had to reschedule very understandably. And for, of course, first and foremost, we hope everybody feels better. Um, if something like that were to happen, maybe that would be a good time to check in a few times this year about what we've been playing and maybe maybe even have different combinations of the podcast yeah, family. you know just scrape the bottom of the barrel of you know the people in your life <laughs> yes yes my, my spouse who I, live with. I think i think i hear l being self-deprecating but and i yeah i didn't realize that was actually like a mexican thing until like way later in my life it's like very common you think it has anything to Can't do with the fact to the, that uh, Colombians? Yeah, but... no, that, that Latin families intentionally give each other really rude nicknames. You know, it's just like part of the culture. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so that's what we're doing. We're going to talk about what we've played so far this year broadly. There will be a few exceptions, as you'll hear. By that, we mean like twelve months. We don't mean. Well, yeah, you get you yeah. get grand person in because you were not on the year in review. So yes. you will talk about some stuff you played last year. Correct. But I think Luce and I will stick okay. primarily to what we've played in 2022. Fair enough, which is Elden which, Ring. Which isn't much in my case, I don't think. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, we should say right off the bat, if we're doing several times and we're doing different combinations of people, Franny is currently on her honeymoon, so she has not played Elden Ring. So if we have her on later in the year... Uh, there is a real danger that every one of these ends up being about Elden Ring, <laughs> at least to a certain degree. Well, but she she will also have played uh, Horizons. Uh, what is it? Forbidden um, West. Forbidden West. Yeah, by then. So I think 
She'll have some. Have you, you haven't even touched that one yet. Right? I touched it. I, I played it um, relatively intently between when it came out and when Elden Ring came out, but that was about five days. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I really, I was actually really, really enjoying it. Um, I would say mm. it addressed some. Well, okay, this is that thing. <laughs> um, everything I really liked about the first one, I was liking even more about the second one, and everything that wasn't good about the first one, the kind of you know the the thing where the protagonist mutters puzzle solutions to herself the second there's a puzzle and the climbing, <laughs> still still problems for me. Uh, I found myself singing "Follow the Yellow Brick Road" a lot while you were playing it. <laughs> it's got the Batman vision. Really, really angry. Got the Batman vision problem real bad. It'll it'll definitely do the thing where you have to follow the the smell the trail. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did that did that become a more? I, I mean, I'm just trying to think of other like I don't know what to call them because my terminology is bad. Uh, like triple A adventure games. Like, did that just become a thing that you do now? Like, I think it is kind of de rigueur. Yeah, it's it's like it's a convention. It's it's I, I think it comes out of, a, you know, a well-intentioned place of just play testing and really, really, really not wanting the player to get lost. But the thing is, I love getting lost. And maybe it's too early to start talking about Elden Ring. But. Well, no, it's, it's one of, for me, it's always a weird thing. It's like either make an open world game or don't. Right. Like totally, if there totally. is a linear path, that's fine. But mm-hmm. then don't like give you the option to leave that linear. Path. Right. I'm I'm not yeah you're you're totally right I'm I don't actually necessarily have a problem with a like I prefer a quest you can solve without a waypoint but if there is a waypoint show it to me the thing that drives me insane is when there is like a secret waypoint and the game just wants you to poke around but there is one place that the developers want you to find like this was you know Monster Hunter World did this a lot that's not great but yeah Horizon (laughs) has very tight quest design and that's like for better and worse and it's a huge contrast to Elden Ring and again I will never be able to be fair to the Horizon games, I guess, because I played the first Horizon right after playing Breath of the Wild. And now if I go back to Forbidden West, it'll now, be right after Elden Ring. played it after Elden yeah. Ring. So it's like, it's it's not fair because they are very, very well-made games and very vivid and, and all of that. Um, but I, we'll, we'll give that a chance once I've actually played it and once Franny's here because she likes that series a lot. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard good things about it. So I mean, it's just like, you know, might be one of those things where some of the the ways it's built are just butting up against each other. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, yeah, I think it's convention. Um, okay. Speaking of open world and speaking of convention and speaking of breaking <laughs> it, uh, Elle's played a kind of a big release this year that neither you nor I uh, has touched, uh, which was what's it actually called Pokemon legends Arceus. Is that, that am I saying Arceus I correctly? I don't know if that's yeah, how it is. It, it? I, I, I always thought it was Arceus, but Ars- I, 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 Arceus. <laughs> I mean, Arceus. Who knows? Arceus. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, it is. It is the first like truly open world Pokemon game, in a lot of ways. Um, so the so the first thing I heard about it was how upset I guess all the I don't know what to call them the normies, <laughs> how upset everyone was about the graphics. Was that was that an actual issue? Or, I apparently it just looked really unpolished. But I mean that could mean any number of things. I that, mean, that's why I'm kind of curious. I, to... I found it charming that like some of the textures were kind of like low poly and funny it reminded me of like almost an n64 aesthetic but it was because the world was huge and like i didn't really care mm-hmm. it had some yeah. jank ass foliage in it but that was yeah. in service of yeah. you know cramming yeah. a, a very whatever like uh, traversable I, open world i'm also Switch. like you know i mostly play a lot of like pixel art games and shit so for me it was right, like yeah that's right. fine what's wrong coming with off that? stardew yeah. this was a exactly. lush production yeah whatever yeah. <laughs> Your first Pokemon, you didn't really play Pokemon back in the day. That's no. what I'm, I'm dancing around saying. Yes. We played Pokemon Shield together. Correct. That was your first Pokemon game that you saw the whole way through. Is that right? More or less, Unless yeah. you count Pokemon Snap, which you should. Uh, well, I mean. So you, you played uh, you played Shield together, meaning did, uh, Drew, you have Sword? 
or you you both just decided to go in on Shield yeah no we just bought no, one we just, we just one. shared a playthrough we didn't I mean, we're, okay we okay. enjoyed it enough that we might what are the, they just announced the new ones what are they scarlet and violet or something yeah they're it's a play on red and blue like right, the first right. ones yeah so we may we were considering getting both ones yeah, and maybe. doing that yeah. this time now that now that you're a pokey fanatic yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, I have always Arceos, enjoyed Arceos <laughs> is is just real quick is so is that one a standalone or is the, it does is it, have a it is a standalone well? which is part of what made it very interesting sort is that bold, it didn't yeah. have a two-part release it was just the one i guess is that their way of signaling maybe that it's not like the canon the mainline it's, it's, a, it's a test kitchen for different ways that pokemon could be in a lot of ways i think I actually, I loved Jim Stephanie Sterling's video about like the things that made it the best Pokemon game in Mm. a lot of ways, because like there are just so many things about it that are not as constricting as Mm. the actual play. Like you can throw a Pokeball while you're running and like grab the thing and keep moving and you don't have to stop stride and like, you know, it just, it just makes more physical sense. And like timing wise (laughs) is just, it feels good. Um, it's what people wanted Sword and Shield to be exactly, in a sense, I think, right? Because right. this yeah. was the thing is like Fire Emblem Three Houses was a was a, a huge lush thing yes. and like Breath of the Wild was a huge departure. Right. Whereas Sword and Shield, I think, were just more Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, it was, but the mechanics were all the same. Right. Yeah. So this was the big step forward exactly. that I think. That, and yeah, I, yeah, it just, it felt good. Like you just wandered around and fucked around and cut Pokemon and didn't have to stop what you were doing to do it. And there were easy ways to avoid being stopped every 10 seconds by wild Pokemon by the time you'd like leveled up enough that it was just a hassle. Like <laughs> right, you right. could just sort of sidestep them and like there were d- like items you could use to like cloak yourself essentially. So Did I see the around. lower level Pokemon fleeing from you once you correct, were high level? Yes. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. So take, so taking a step back, I guess real quick, cause we're talking about the uh, sword and shield as just another sort of wheel in the cog. And I think most of Pokemon success has been the fact that they don't really veer away from, you know, convention and kind of just the, right, the, the formula. formula. Right. Yeah. So, so with Arceus, um, was the, <laughs> which that's the only way I'm going to say it now, by the way, um, was, uh, have you, have, I forget. I think Drew's messed with it. Did you ever mess with like, um, Pokemon snap or what was it? Pokemon let's go Eevee or Pikachu. Cause those, so, I kind of played, and I know they were a little different, but like, yeah. how would you compare this to those? So Pokemon Snap is a masterpiece, um, and I <laughs> will not entertain any opinions. We, we used to replay it annually, either yeah. on the Wii Virtual that Console or on an actual yeah. factual N64, um, or, on, or on an emulator. That uh, game is the greatest thing ever, and when they released the new one, I like cried actual tears. Um, <laughs> it was really good. It was really you, good. It was not, really good. however. I was there when you guys got it, and I remember that the fact that I got to watch you guys play it, play it was uh, the best of timing. <laughs> That's right. It was the best timing. <laughs> it was at the very least great timing. Um, the, but you have not, correct me if I'm wrong, you have not touched the Let's Go no, games? No, I, I have never really played mobile games of any kind. Well, these are, no, no, no. So that's not Pokemon. So Go, I actually, yeah, so I actually didn't this mention the mobile fault. games because I don't know if that counts. That's but, not, I thought but, Pokemon Go. Pokemon so Go is the mobile, is the mobile game. game. But there is a, there are remakes of Red and Blue, the very first ones <laughs> oh, called Let's Go Pikachu and I Let's Go Eevee. I didn't even Eevee, know And they that. are Switch remakes of the OG Pokemon. Which games. I didn't really play Go, but I understand that the Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu were like a little similar to go in the in the way like you caught pokemon and kind of moved i mean obviously you're they introduced a real person, like, but... yeah they introduced like flick controls for throwing pokeballs ah, i think intriguing. Like, with the with the the joy cons yeah no i'm i'm such a heathen i was like what's that i thought you just meant the <laughs> stupid cell phone game you, did, yeah. you didn't pokemon go for that one no yeah. i didn't thank you i 
Yeah, thanks for that. Was, that's a Hillary Clinton joke. Yeah, one of her dankest. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Dank Hillary Clinton memes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you might check that out now that you know what that is. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. But yeah, no, this is the first, like, you know, I'm familiar enough with gameplay of Pokemon games and old school Pokemon games even, mm-hmm. like, that it was like I was noting the things that made this Arceus different. Um, I'm going to laugh every time you say it. But that doesn't mean you're wrong. You're correct. I'm not going <laughs> to laugh because it's completely legitimate in my head now. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I had a really good time with it. And it, um, it wasn't, you know, there were a couple of little things that got grindy in the end game that finally I was like, yeah, right, I'm done here. But, you know, there's enough silly stuff where, like, I got to catch a Snorlax that was so big it broke the game, and that was delightful. <laughs> like, load in wrong? That yeah. That thing was great. Yeah. It was Wait, fantastic. So, so how, how was that? Just to take a little moment to... <laughs> there are these... You can yeah, explain so they, better. They, there's alpha so they call Pokemon? them alpha Pokemon, yeah. So the idea is that you're transported in time question mark slash space question mark like you're just a regular kid and then all of a sudden yeah so the game begins it's a portal fantasy you're a kid who you literally drop out of a portal in the sky and find yourself in a world that you don't understand with no technology and your cell phone turns into this weird magic tablet and everyone around you is like what the fuck is that and you're like (laughs) i don't know but i can't call home anymore and why are you dressed like you're in feudal japan i'm in sandals and a t-shirt and they're like yeah you gotta change kid (laughs) um and they take you to this village and they tell you ah yes we're you know settling this land and we're gonna civilize the pokemon here and we're gonna create essentially like you're the audubon of pokemon like you're creating the first pokedex is the premise more or less um and this is like a wilder yeah like like pokemon and people are not like living together most of the people in the village where you reside are afraid of pokemon actively fear them and you're like this brave weird person who's like not afraid to go into the wilds and catch them and fight them and shit. And you like introduce the villagers to like, no, look, like if you want to farm, like there are things called water Pokemon that can help you and rock Pokemon that can help you. And like, um, so that's kind of the, the overall premise. The thing that gets real uncomfortable um, for me, because I was like, yay, this is such a chill game. I just get to like wander around and catch Pokemon. And it's just like wild. Oh, who are these people that live here? Oh, oh no, we're going to tell the people that have lived here for hundreds of years who have like their own traditions of how to interact with Pokemon that they're wrong. Oh, this is not good. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Oh that, dear. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cause that because was going to be my are... next question was, is, is this like kind of like a full circle story where it's like you, you're your own grandpa. Like it turns out that <laughs> like the, the reason that the Pokemon well, culture exists the way it does was like, cause you were always supposed to go back to it. Like a, like a, you're so, not ready for this, like a John Connor sending. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Sarah Connor. Totally. Yeah. So the thing is, is that's never really resolved. Like you don't, I mean, here's the thing. I never, I never caught, I never got to M all. I never caught M mm. all and went back. Cause there was like, you know, an end of the story where you win and whatever. And then as you start to catch, you know, if you want to actually round it out and catch every single fucking one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then you can fight an extra battle thing. So like, I don't know if after that point you get oh, sent okay. home, but like, mm. as far as I'm concerned, that never resolves. You just stay in this weird place. <laughs> you sure don't know. <laughs> yeah. And when you complete the main story, that part yeah. of the story does not resolve. Correct. Anyway. No, okay. it's not addressed at all. Um, mm. So you don't really know. Like if you have traveled back and or forward in time, or if you're just in an alternate dimension, forward like it's never... as in it would be like a post post apocalypse, correct? Okay. Like because there's like ruins and shit, mm. like mm-hmm. yeah. 
So it's weird to be living in, you know, a vaguely feudal Japan setting, but to have like, you know, Romanesque <laughs> ruins in some of the settings. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and yeah, space has always been a little squiggly exactly. in geography. But they certainly hyped it up as though this was like the earliest one on the timeline. And this yeah, was, yeah, you yeah. were your own grandpa kind of thing. Maybe. But, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Hmm. But but they definitely it, there there to me at least was no clear answer to what that was. It mm. was just like a fun fantasy of being Pokemon Audubon, and I just you know tried to ignore the colonialist overtones. <laughs> because yeah, I mean like yeah, Americans and, and like and it was Japan. such an unforced error. Like you didn't have right. like it, you could have just made it the ideal blank wilderness that we pretend. <laughs> Well, and that's that's why I was you curious know, like, about the full circle right. thing because it doesn't. It, I mean, it doesn't necessarily make it better, but it softens it right. a little bit. Because like exactly because if, if it's like if it's, that's the resolution of this full circle, it's like well, then you you're kind of you know right. talking about it. But yeah, but if your implication is like, oh no, this is a new timeline. Also, you did this thing. That, right. I mean, that's right. it's a little because more. It, if you are going back in time, it's an it's an immediate paradox, right? Because well, like, I mean, depending the on how the from... story subscribes to time, right? Because like, right, all sorts no, totally, of... totally. <laughs> no, totally. I mean, my brain immediately makes this knot where the reason you're smarter than these savage people is because you have modern Pokemon techniques, but that the society where you're smart must have resulted from the society. Right. You're so it doesn't make sense. Learning yeah. about Pokemon. So it's just, it's this weird. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, the fact that you're wandering around in these wild places and then all of a sudden there's a village of people and you're like, wait, I thought this was supposed to be a wild place. Right. <laughs> and like, we're just going to tell these people who have their own established ways of interacting with Pokemon. Like, no, no, you're wrong. Yeah, like that for me. I was like, ah, fuck. Like, is that the approach? That, like, you guys, you're wrong. Like, yes, oh, yes. Bad. It not is like, literally not like, like a, this I'm, is a different I'm way here. you can do it. It's like, no, I'm no, here. Captain Kirk. Part yeah. part of it is also that the portal that dropped you into the world has like made all of their sacred Pokemon angry, and you have to like help calm them down. I want to be really but clear. The, like, part of what's really amusing about this is I, it sounds to like you're reading like a fan fiction summary to me. <laughs> this is just so different than what I used to. It's so, so crazy. Yeah. So what role does Sonic the Hedgehog play in this? Story? <laughs> so then Knuckles shows up, <laughs> and, he's, and he's rather sexy. No, so it's like this thing where like you're the super special who has to help all of these primitive people figure out how to be better at handling the Pokemon that they've lived in harmony with forever. And shock of shocks, that harmony was thrown out of balance when you arrived. No. <laughs> and now you're going to produce the solution to all their problems. Right. It's like, yeah, fuck, sure, sure, guys. Sure. Like, Within the stories uh, of logic, the solution could definitely come just on. be leaving immediately. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> like, God damn it. Like, you don't have yeah. to be here. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's um, that, far, that Far Cry 5 ending where you just sit down and you never get up and the game just right. ends. <laughs> Yeah, you actually exactly. you actually didn't make things worse. You just kind of resolved it by doing nothing. <laughs> yes, exactly. I feel like every every not every game. There's lots of games that should have that ending. Yeah, right. So yeah, you know those those overtones aside, it was like the perfect chill mm-hmm. game. So. I think that contrast was so heavy for you because last year you played the Nino Cooney games, which I I have not played. Yes. I don't know if you've played them, dude. Remind me again because it sounds familiar. They're by they're by level five uh, who made uh, the Yokai Watch games, which are Pokemon adjacent, and then there's like Studio Ghibli visuals and design to them. Yeah, um, it's pretty crazy. There's like whole fully animated cutscenes that are done by Ghibli. It's madness. Oh wow, it's really charming characters. But yeah. the first one, the first game is very Pokemon and it's gameplay. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? Well, and the second one a little bit as well, but the first one very much. And when I say first one, I mean the two that were released in the United States. I know there's like 
a lot of other shit. Are there lots of others? Mm. I know there was a DS There's game, few, right? yeah. But, uh, there's then, definitely but then, like, others. The one that we think of as Neokuni 1, The Wrath of the White Witch, yes. is like a, an expanded remake of the DS game, That's I correct, think. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, there so, is there is another one in Japan, but I think it's like a mobile game. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so the, so the Neokuni, Revenge of the White Witch... Um, is a hilarious title for the first of a of a series to be because like it's revenge for what? Wrath. Yeah. I think it's her wrath. Oh, wrath. Yeah. Okay, she fine. can be wrathful Whatever. already. She can be uh, wrathful. From the jump. All right, fine, fine. But like in the story, a lot has already happened, and you're like having to catch up, and you're like, wait, what's going on? And there is again a portal thing where like you're a kid living in like idyllic sort of 1950s small town, and you just get dropped into this weird you know, Renaissance European village and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but also your mom just died in the real world and this one of your stuffed animals comes to life and tells you like, oh yeah, no, I'm a fairy in this other dimension. Follow me and we can save your mom. Um, <laughs> you're five years old and your mom just died. Oh, and your stuffed animal tells you, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, it's... If we're doing a Ghibli scenario, if we're doing a Ghibli. we can expect to get into some real stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So... So you go to this other dimension with your fairy god friend uh, who tells you you can save your mom if you help all the people in his dimension. And the way that the Pokemon aspect of it works is that they're called familiars. And you gather them. Child conscription. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) It's like stuffed animal conscription. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fairy conscription. Which we should talk about it takes two a little bit. No, we don't need to talk about it. So There's yeah, a stream if you want our thoughts you're, on that. You're traveling with your your little fairy friend, and he explains to you how these familiars work, and they're very much like Pokemon. They're little monsters that are in the world, and you have to battle them, and you can catch them, uh, and tame them, and fight with them. The difference, the big difference, is the battle style is not turn based, nor is it um, like spatially limited. Like you can dodge by like actively moving around in the middle of the battle. Mm. Um, a little jankily, it must. be uh, Yeah, a little jankily, but. <laughs> And and also that it's real time, like mm-hmm. it is like you. So in that way, more like Arceus than like traditional, or excuse what, me, what, Arceus, yeah. What? Oh, there then, you go. Yeah. I'm sorry, my accent. <laughs> no, um, Arceus is turn based. That's true. You can you move can around. move around, yeah. Okay, and the, so, the, it's so the big difference. Okay, that's a that's a funny thing about Arceus is that literally. I'm sorry. The uh, what game? Uh, Arceus. Yeah. Um, oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that you as the player can actually get hurt like not just your pokemon but like if you walk mm. in the middle of the battle and you get too close the, the attacks can hurt you too like you have oh. your own health bar separate from the pokemon it's very it's interesting like a wrestler attacking the ref kind, kind of, of yeah <laughs> not it's quite, so, anyway but but in attacking the coach <laughs> yeah, <I see> the <laughs> coach. <laughs> so in nino kuni why, why doesn't um, that happen in wrestling more that's actually brilliant <laughs> <laughs> I guess that does, right? The can manager you, can gets you, dragged up on. Can, on you, stage or can you send that to Jim Stephanie Sterling, please? I think I think they'd get a real kick out of that. <laughs> they really would. Uh, <laughs> the coach can also be attacked. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So in Nino Kuni, everything is real time, and also it's party based. Eventually, like you end up with traveling companions, and they also have their own sets of familiars. So, like, in the middle of a real-time battle, you can switch between your party members who have different familiars who have different powers. Um, so, it's kind of chaotic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely not as chill a gameplay as a turn-based Pokemon. <laughs> Watching <laughs> you play it, it felt more like the Pokemon anime than the old Pokemon games. And that, like, yes. Brock and Misty are along, and they yes. both have their own primary Pokemon. Right. And, like... but, but, again, even in the anime, it's, like, one-on-one. Like, sure, that's totally. the only way the Pokemon fight. Whereas in Nino Kuni, it's, like... 
fucking six <laughs> six guys going Absolute at it brawl. just chaos just yeah. like you got a smash brothers going on every 10 minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> like, i ain't again it um yeah, I know. It's super fun. Uh, it took a little getting used to because I normally don't play a lot of games that are real-time games. Like, it's not my my speed. Um, it's become more your speed. Yeah, it's becoming you, For more. a while, you more you more either went like Chill Life Sim or anything turn-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've played a few things that are real-time, and this was definitely the most chaotic one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was enough, like, you know, inventory management... <laughs> bullshit fun times and like you know feeding and taking care of and growing your little familiars that i felt comfortable and a lot of it was just wandering around dumb you know side quest bullshit i mean so it was chill a enough. bit of an aside but uh anytime i have to go through my vault in uh, destiny 2 um uncle ian walks by he sees me doing it he says ah yes inventory management the real game <laughs> yeah pretty much yep. yeah um <laughs> as, long as we're referring to streams uh i i marie condo to my destiny oh, vault right. that one time yeah. so anybody <laughs> wants to yes. see us talk about that and really yeah. we, we got pretty far into the existentialism <laughs> of or just the just the staring into the void of destiny inventory but anyway uh neither here nor there um but yeah the the so like the contrast of having just played the these nino kuni games and then playing odyssey was, was that like the big difference like overarching theme wise is that in the Nino Kuni games, you're trying to like help these very established cultures who have sort of broken apart and like isolated themselves and have like all these social problems, like reconnect and reforge alliances to be able to defeat big bads essentially Mm. Mm. um, that are threatening the whole world and whatever. And like, you're the, you know, golden special who can help them all Mm -hmm. unite. Um, and especially the second one, like, really confronts some, like, you know, unsubtle shit about, like, generational, um, like, you know, guilt, essentially. Like, mm. the the your sort of main little character in that one, <laughs> well, again, the, the portal beginning is always the, the thing with these games. And literally, <laughs> you start out as the president as of what is probably the United States. Like, literally, the opening of the game is that you're in the back of a car, like being driven into what is probably New York City. And you're like on the phone about going to this conference where you're going to like, you know, finally sign the treaty that disarms all the nukes and literally out the window of the car as you're driving across the bridge to Manhattan, you watch a nuclear missile hit Manhattan. Wow. (laughs) And like in the mushroom cloud flash, you are transported into like an idyllic Renaissance European village. And you are now young again. Like you are now like hot twenties president with a ponytail. Like <laughs> the theme of this sounding like fan fiction. I, I don't even I, know. I'm fan not, fiction I'm, for what? Though? I mean, I'm not even qualified at all to touch this topic. But I, I know there's something there, and I'd be curious to see like just the the history and the the impact of like beginning like J- Japanese stories beginning their stories oh, yeah. with like a nuclear explosion because <laughs> it's mm. oh yeah absolutely. It, it, there's something there. I, I don't. I oh, like I said. I can't sure. speak to it, but I would love to see, yeah. like hear someone talk about it. Who's like so? Yeah. Know, really. The, it. the way the game starts is totally. that that's your first person character, but he doesn't stay your first person character for too long. Um, but like you literally <laughs> dropped into the middle of this castle, where there are mouse people and there are cat people. <laughs> 
and the castle is in complete disarray and chaos because you, as you are dropped into the middle of that, after watching a nuclear bomb hit New York City, you realize that they are in the midst of a violent coup in this mouse and rat castle. And you're I can like, vouch for all of this. this is, I'm not making this shit up. I wish I, I, mean, I were I'm, this I'm good I'm of a writer. I'm wash over me. <laughs> And so you find the little cat boy. And when I say cat, I mean cat boy. Like it is a boy who is also a cat, uh, who is the, the, the heir apparent. And his father has been slain. And he is hiding because he knows he is next. And you help him escape. And that is the beginning of the game. So the player character is not the cat boy, though. Like you are, you are the president. Uh, so you, you are a young, hot president um, <laughs> at first. And then eventually you can switch between okay. like other party members. And for a little while, you can't play as president because he gets sent away. There's yeah, like a he's whole off story doing thing. president things. Um, he actually stabs you in the back. Um, oh, it's lose main character time. Okay. Yes, yeah, so yeah. it's lose main character time. An RPG and you play, staple. You play as Catboy Prince, gotcha, um, gotcha. Depo- deposed Catboy Prince, who's going to be king now of his own new kingdom. Um, but what's really interesting is that like a lot of the game is like young hot president teaching deposed mouse boy or cat boy king Mm -hmm. about like how to be a diplomat. (laughs) Hmm. Um, And like, which is interesting because you, the president in this scenario is manifestly unqualified. Oh yeah. Has failed. Just utterly failed. Yeah. So this is his redemption. More or less. Yeah. And like he, he like, you know, has these moments where you're like, Oh shit. Like his kid died in this fucking Mm. bomb. And like, this is his, he's got like this new, kid in his life to like right Hmm. um it's very interesting but what's craziest uh in terms of like just how contrasting the like oh we're gonna fix these backwards people and uh from arceus and this is that like the the little cat boy king like figures out that like oh actually these mouse people that killed my dad like had suffered for generations under mouse people or under cat people rule like they lived in horrible conditions and the cats didn't care and like oh that this makes sense like that's why they were mad at cats and they took it out on my dad even though he was trying his best but like i can't really hold it against them and like he personally tries to reach out to like the guy who killed his dad who is now running the city that ran him out right and like Mm -hmm they are able to like heal those wounds and like have real talks and like it understands that war has systemic causes and it like advocates for like restorative yeah, justice exactly. in like, a relatively full throated way. It's pretty intense. And I was yeah. like, damn, okay game. Like what? Like, yeah, yeah. Very interesting shit. Um, and like, instead of him like wanting to take back his father's throne, mm-hmm. he's like, no, it's cool. Like, that like truly like it's your turn to try something better just like please don't make cat people suffer the way that we made you suffer like i trust you to do the right thing like i'm like it's your turn like i'm gonna go do my own thing and he literally builds a city from scratch um so like it's also a real like the game it's just a lot of game in the game game. because there's i was gonna say there's a whole city building aspect to yeah there's like you build this new city Mm -hmm. and like so while you're also playing a game where in this one, they're not familiars in this one, they're called Higgledies. 
and their little fairy things you catch. Yes, I again, I sound like I am so high right now. I, I am just taking it all in. <laughs> I know, Lucio's totally quiet. I, I, you, you need, no, you need to see it, because I'm picturing his face right now, and it's like it's like he's in an onsen. Yeah, so like, like the whole plot I'm, that I just I'm told you about. I'm under a waterfall right now. I'm just like, yes. A little yuzu on your head. Is, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, naturally, yes. This is all rational. Um, but yeah, the way in which you do these missions and fight and whatever is that like your main party characters are all like weapon wielders of one kind or another. Um, and then you have Higgledy. So like instead of in the other version where like y- you fight with the familiars, like that they're when you're in a battle that they can be your first person perspective, the actual little not Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the second one, that is not the case. You never play from the perspective of the not Pokemon. The Higgledies in this version are only like helpers in the battle. Mm. Like you can, and it's actually kind of an interesting mechanic where like they do certain like add-ons to different types of attacks. So like you have to figure out how to optimize which Higgledies of which like essentially elements you're using. The rock, paper, scissors of these kinds yeah, of games. But yeah. ironically, that sounds a lot more like a witch is familiar to me. Right. I know. It's funny. Yeah, okay. The, the terms, whatever. <laughs> But they're like little spirits that like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to find as you're running around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, but, all, ideally. Mm, all, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so it was like, the first one was very sort of typical. Like, you know, you're the special, you unite the world, you kill the big bad, and you did it with little monsters. Right. The second one, I was like, what? Like, so <laughs> it just got way more dense. Your move, Nintendo. Um, it's time for your opus. I, I expect it to be post-nuclear in some sense, and I expect the, the president, or, or I expect, let's up the ante, the actual current prime minister of Japan is the main character. Oh, Lord. Um, uh, yeah, it's really good, though. It's good shit. I had, I had a blast with the Ninokuni games, and also, it must be said, the music cannot be topped. Oh, man. Yeah, Holy yeah, yeah. fuck. They did, they went I, hard yeah, this was on those soundtracks. This was completely under my radar, so... so like, what was Obviously, the, uh, the animation can't be topped because it's fucking Ghibli. Right, but they brought... Like, uh, oh, my God, his name. Joe Hayasashi, is that his mm-hmm. name? The composer who's who's done a lot of the ghibli yeah. Ghibli stuff uh, yeah. brought him along as well and gave him... Yeah. Is it the Tokyo Philharmonic? The entire Tokyo Phil, yeah. I believe. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Holy shit. It's so lush. It's so gorgeous. And like... <laughs> Each time you got dropped into like a new, you know, Renaissance-esque European-ish town, it was like getting to hear the joy in the like the poor guy who plays at the Tokyo Phil, whose specialty is Renaissance flutes, finally getting to shine. <laughs> like just what, what having the, uh, the time of his life playing the, the fucking recorder. Was the, where was this released? <laughs> Uh, it was it was made Japan. Level five was the studio, but but like Studio Ghibli was involved. And by the way, his name is not Hayasashi. What is his name? Joy Hisaishi. Yeah, I didn't want I I didn't want to correct you, but I guess I should. <laughs> I, this is a podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast. Also, correct me in real life. I'm you know, uh, don't let me weave out in front of the people. <laughs> but yeah, so like Nino Kuni games are are a, a a Pokemon adjacent thing, but that you know didn't fall fall victim to unforced colonialism errors which mm-hmm. i enjoyed very much yeah definitely <laughs> definitely so this, yeah those were my big my big plays of the year those were good I mean, they, they sound like hits <laughs> that's always fun too um the the experience of like having those 
like when you play a game or you use or, or two games or you see two movies that are like, you know, juxtapositions of one another or like, you know, kind of it's a similar conceit, but different approach. Um, I don't know. I always like it when like you just fall into something like that. And uh, I, yeah, I loved listening totally. to you talk about them because they both sound like <laughs> like it sounds like um, Arceus is like sort of the the refreshing gameplay game. But then obviously like narrative, it had the issues. Yeah. And then with uh, right. Nino Kuni, you got you got kind of the to dive into the, the story and like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah. I don't know. I find that really, and it was very much the opposite because it had technical problems. I mean, like yeah. specifically the second one, the switch port is a little rough around the edges. Well, and like again, yeah. to be fair, like I had some moments where I was like, you know, getting a little frustrated that the game would crash now and then. But then I was like thinking about all the shit that the game was having to do at all times, <laughs> and I was like, damn, like there's a lot going on there. Like because even when you're like off doing a battle, like your city is operating in the background at all times like on real time Mm -hmm. like that's pretty wild and i haven't even mentioned the fact that there's a whole battalion like there's two forms of battle in it you do your regular battle with like you know your party who wield weapons and your higgledy familiar pokemon not pokemon but then you also have battalions that you have to level up and like do whole like battlefield. Like, I mean, it's, it's true. The game is so, there's so much game in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tons <laughs> so of game like game. when I would have some like frame rate issues and when I would have some crashing, like I sort of was willing to be like, eh, like, yeah, I know yeah, you weren't yeah. meant to be played on a tiny little switch light that I'm playing yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. Like my, my little my little switch lights you, work getting a little tushy off, and I, exactly. I can't hold it against him. Yeah. You also, I mean, the other the other thing you played that had some jank in it, but that was really ambitious was Graveyard Keeper. That oh, was your, yeah, your big yeah. indie this year, yeah. and it's yeah, we could go into the politics of that in yeah. great detail, yeah. but that's a, that's a whole. But yeah, there was yeah. definitely some jank to that one, but also so beautiful, though. so delightful. Yeah. Um. Are you familiar with Graveyard Keeper, Lucio? I am not, and I was actually about to just say, like, we we could just talk about the, these games because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you're our, you're our guest for the most part, so there's gonna be plenty of time to talk about Elden Ring at some point this year. So <laughs> I'm totally down to just keep I mean, listening. Talk to me about Graveyard Keeper. What was well, what Graveyard was special Keeper about is it? another similar thing where, like, the beginning is you're just like, you know, a dude in your everyday life walking home from work and you get hit by a car, um, and you know portal to <laughs> this time not renaissance but like not portal to but you you end yeah. up in a portal to y- yeah you you are portaled into <laughs> this time like a sad medieval like pre-renaissance like you know the town is so decrepit and terrible I, I have to tell a little story real quick yes so do. um the <laughs> There, there's a famous um, manga called Yu Yu Hakusho, which begins with its main character getting hit by a car. <laughs> and I'm remembering that when I was in Japan, um, there was a we went on a, on a tour given by it's you know it's like locals that just volunteer to give you know tours and they're really cool and informative. And um, he was talking about some of the how Shintoism is 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 itself like it is still a thing there, but then like plenty of people just observe you know. Um, uh, the ritual of it with you know what I mean, but like it's not necessarily like yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. kind of what we might think of as secular, but it but he said it's more ingrained into the culture, like it's not it's it's not you know one to one. At any rate, the thing he said that really struck me was that there are two things that most Japanese people pray for when they're like you know offering um prayers at a temple or something, and the number one thing was we pray that our relatives don't get hit by a car. <laughs> 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 I, what? And it's interesting that two of the games you've played, like, so I don't, I don't, I'm curious now. I want to go back and like look at 
some of the games I've played that are like more Japanese or like, you know, some of the media, like I, I've, I'm yeah. curious how many things just start with like the anxieties <laughs> of like Japanese life and like, you know, historical trauma. Cause it's like, it's like when you said, Real when you though, said the main character, yeah. I, I, I think, I think I got cut off by discord, but you'll hear it in the, in, in my, my end. I was dying when you said he gets hit by a car and I was just like, wait, so we're beginning. <laughs> So we so one character is just nuclear exploded into the past, <laughs> and the Correct. other character yeah. is hit by a car, which, like I said, according to this guy, is like one of the top yeah. things that people worry about because you know, like in lieu of gun violence, I guess you know, of course, right. like you just yeah. worry about a relative getting hit by a car. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of like like you do. And I should mention this is not a Japanese game, right? Yeah. Oh, it's not uh, okay. This, okay. Yeah, graveyard now, graveyard keeper is not. It's like a one guy team, right? I believe he's Russian, or like the student that published it. Oh, yeah, is okay, anyway. so I misunderstood. But, but this pre- I misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, but now it's become a trope in games in general because it is such a common thing. Totally, you know, totally. like that there is always like a trauma that starts the game, and sometimes you're transported by the trauma, like physically transported. And I, I would guess this dev has read some manga, so it could, it could be yeah. like a second a secondhand version yeah. of that same trope. So in in this version you're like very much aware that you've been sent back in time and you're like, ah, fuck. Like, I just want to go home. Like I literally was just on my way home from work. I just want to go home to my girlfriend. Like literally that's all I wanted. <laughs> and you are befriended by a talking skeleton or a, a, a talking skull who tells you like, all right, well I can help you with that. But first you got to help me. And like essentially the whole game is just like you playing your way up of like making friends with different people and doing favors for different people who can help you build a portal to get back to where you came from. And the way in which you do that is by being the graveyard keeper. You have to like handle corpses. <laughs> and um, It's pretty dark, uh, as you might guess. And because you but also live... pretty death positive, right? Like it's pretty matter of fact about most of this stuff. No. Death positive is a word I would use because, like, you're I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a cannibal. you said it is or like, isn't a word you would use, is not oh, okay. Um, not necessarily because of how dark it because gets. of the fact that you're like literally consuming sure, human okay. flesh. It can't, that's, that's a reasonable point. It can't be fully death positive. This is not, this is not, um, this is not Gabby DiRienzo. This is not, you know, this yeah. is not smoke gets in your eyes. Right. This is because what it really is, is about how capitalism yes, that's, is, that's is that, that cannibalism is the inevitable terminal Correct. point of capitalism. Yeah. yeah. So other than the talking skull or the talking skull, um, the only other thing that talks to you first is the donkey who brings you the corpses on his little wagon. And like, it is just like this autonomous wagon and a donkey and you don't know where the bodies are coming from they just show up regularly as long as you give the donkey carrots um and you need the bodies because like it's the only way you can start to make money is by literally like butchering the bodies and selling the meat back to the tavern in town like pretty grim oh yeah it's dark (laughs) then you're also rated on the pleasantness of your graveyard yes then you have to like beautify the graveyard to please the local bishop um like yeah you just have to like rank up with all the different officials to be able to like 
And it's really, it seemed like it was really about like clawing your way. Like the game throws ludicrous setbacks at you. Yeah, it's stupid. Where like literally the thing you think you're working toward is like, I've got to get my license to be able to go to the big town because that's where everyone tells me I can finally find the next thing I need to get the portal, the blah, blah, blah. And so you get your stupid license to go to the stupid town and you literally go talk to the guard who you've walked past a million times who tells you like, you gotta get your pass to go to town. And you finally have your pass and you go and you're like, yay. And then there's literally an animation where like he opens the gate and you walk across the threshold and you are immediately struck by lightning (laughs) and just die. So so I I wanted to ask, yeah, because so does that mean that I, I haven't played too many other games, so the first one that comes like like this. So the first one that comes to mind is like um, uh, Papers, Please, where the you know what you what it what in most games would yeah. be conventionally like an end state or like you know a fail state, I should say, is is that like you know that kind of failure or like you said that inability to um, juggle the the uh, the um, the hiccups that come your way. Like is that like that's part of the game? Like it wants you to experience that too that that fail state. Like yes. that is cause, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And like, it turns out that that was a complete red herring. Like you didn't actually there, you'd never go to town. Like you don't, (laughs) there there is no town. Like (laughs) you don't need to, it's not a thing, but it's just like a part of the story you have to complete to get to the next thing. I was going to say, do you know it? Like if you were to start playing knowing that, could you just skip all the town stuff? Oh my God. (laughs) No, you still have to get that license. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You have to get the license. You just don't actually have to go to town. Right. That's the story beat is you're struck. By exactly. And then, yeah. Because yeah. also you can't die. Like you, every time you die, you just wake up back again in the graveyard keeper's mm-hmm. house. Um, so, yeah, there's like, you know, there's dungeons. And again, like you just play till you die. Like that's mm. the only way to get out of the dungeons is to die. <laughs> and you, when you die, you go home. <laughs> like, it's super bizarre. That's, that's um, really wild. Like, I kind of love it, though. I mean, based on your description. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's delightful. I had a good time with it. Um, it was definitely very grindy, but in a way I don't mind. Like, I like a grindy you can game. You get into a good grind. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I find it... Like, you like a Zen Massacore game. I like a Zen Grindcore game. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Well, that's and, really and, interesting. Grind, yeah, and grindy's yeah. sort of become, you know, like a, like a negative uh, association. Um, yeah, no, but it, I, and it I, isn't I, for Yeah, me. I was gonna say, I think it yeah. just depends on the context, right? Like, Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so it's definitely that like there were times where I was just like you know mining stone for you know an hour Mm -hmm. um, like replenishing my stamina with you know human meat sandwiches I had stockpiled like (laughs) and I was totally fine with that this is where your taste in games and my taste in games meet though pun I guess not intended but present I'd like to Uh, volunteer human meat sandwiches as phrase of the year please Urge to title the episode Rising. No, but it's, if you can get a game that makes your brain feel good, you know, with that grind or that progression or whatever, but then also is making you reflect on, you know, re- deep, yeah, you know, ideally depressing themes. That's mwah, that's that's, <laughs> that's the sweet spot. The yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely a delightful little dark ass romp. Um. And yeah, eventually you work your way up and get your portal and get to go home. But yeah, like the the point that it really drives home over and over again is that like every time someone's like, holy shit, like the shit you're doing right now is fucked up. You're like, listen, man, I'm just trying to get home. Mm-hmm. And like, 
oh, oh, is that what capitalism is? <laughs> that we all go do our horrible jobs and don't care what happens or who we hurt? Because I, mean, I just try to go home. Because you were saying in his life, before he becomes the graveyard keeper, this dude has a job he hates and he just yeah. wants to go home. He just wants to go home. And watch TV yeah. or whatever. And so on the way is, home, he gets hit by the car. This is an unbelievably protracted version <laughs> exactly, of that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Where now all of a sudden he has to live this entire other life mm-hmm. <laughs> just so he can go home. Your whole lifetime is so you can go home exactly. and do literally anything but your job. Right. It's a pretty on-the-nose metaphor. It very much yeah. is. <laughs> But yeah, it's delightful. And the donkey calls you comrade until he finds out you're a sellout and then he hates you. When he finds out you're working with the bishop specifically. Yeah, exactly. He's He's like, like, what? You're working with the church? Fuck those guys. (laughs) (laughs) That this left such an impression on me that... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I know developers that use it. Yeah. (laughs) It left such an impression on me that I kept trying to talk to the donkeys in Elden Ring because all the merchants have donkeys, (laughs) but you you do not talk to the donkeys in Elden Ring. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, those were my... Those are your big ones. My big ones, I think, this year, yeah. Um, I played some other, like, little things. Oh, I finally did Moonlighter. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, some other things like that. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. I Maybe guess, that... Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's pretty much like, what you e- got. Was, like, Ekenfell this year, kind I of, think, too? Well, if, if we're including stuff you played late last year, yeah. then you played Ekenfell. Yeah. Which you liked a lot. I yeah? did, I enjoyed very much. Um, and I did Sparklight. Sparklight was kind of your entrance into roguelikes. Yeah, that was the first roguelike I really ever played by myself. And I was like, oh, is this what it is? How interesting. Yeah. And I found that delightful and simple. And again, like very, you know, simple. Because you didn't grow up on Zelda. So a lot of the stuff where you would be like, what is this mechanic? You got to find the mitt to lift the rock. And I'm like, this is Zelda stuff. And I did Garden Story, which was also very much that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you're literally a, a little grape named Concord. He's adorable. And then he gets a little sword. I really enjoyed a... watching you play that. I, play I that enjoyed one that one a lot. That one was very good. Well, since we're doing Lightning Round, um, I played... Well, you mentioned Moonlighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the composer on Moonlighter, David Fenn, was one of the main developers on Death's Door, oh. which was a game that I heard a ton about last year. It won a bunch of awards, uh, but I didn't get to. I think I mentioned it was in my two-read pile in our year-in-review thing, but I played it, and I loved the living hell out of it. It's so good. Uh, Did dude, I you haven't... you play that one? I don't remember that I one. I think you watched the one with the crow. Oh, the crow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did watch you play. The music was so good. The music is gorgeous. Yeah. The aesthetic is great. Yeah. Um, and it's just there's all these little touches that just like the tone is great. Because it 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 there are real kind of stakes to things and it has the sense of melancholy. My favorite little touch is you mourn the bosses. Like you fight the big bosses and they're it's they're they're Dark Souls bosses fundamentally, right? They're they're people who've lived too long and have become Mm -hmm. demonic and corrupt and whatever. But when they die, this one recurring character comes and like does a little eulogy and says, you know, they're they're you know, their time in this world is over and you you move on. And it's like really effective. I did that. that. That's a thing that so few games do where like any death you cause in a game is sort of just like okay, move on. Incidental. Like, well, and, and, and it's like, and I, you know, the first game I thought of when you were saying that was, uh, um, <laughs> I don't want to use the phrase, but I'm going to uh, the lunar narrative dissonance um, of um, <laughs> of uh, ring the bell <laughs> of uh, Shadow of the Colossus was just that that even mm-hmm. though you're you're mm-hmm. killing these like you know natural beings to save this person you love, it always struck me as interesting because like. The character, I mean, and I'll probably it's in service to the fact that, you know, eventually the character is corrupted, et cetera, et cetera. But I, as the player, was always like, I feel like I should be acknowledging that, like, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> but, you know, like, mm, you're, yeah. you're doing it for a very selfish reason. And regardless of, you know, what, Im- like, it's unclear what impact you're having on the world as you play it. But it just felt strange to me that, like, the the, the main character is so callous. Again, I think that was part of the point. Um 
which is why you get the ending you get when you you know arrive there but it was interesting because i do remember specifically thinking that to to l's point like this seems like the kind of game that would benefit from that because this is like i just feel icky (laughs) like like it's a very it's a very well developed game and then the you know the the puzzles and the gameplay everything feels good but like it feels bad (laughs) I think well, there, there are yeah. so many games now where like the whole thing is like oh, are we the baddies <laughs> right. is like this revelation like oh but like what about that though mm-hmm. like yeah, exactly, if that's exactly. true exactly then like what are the implications of that emotionally yeah, for yeah, yeah. you being and even, and even the baddie that, like, and that small acknowledgement you're talking about that that's to me that's big especially for like a yeah exactly it's huge. well it's more mature in a certain way because the yeah. thing about Shadow of the Colossus is it was relatively early in the arc of games asking whether we were the baddies so I think it takes for granted that you'll take for granted right. that you're on this egocentric hero's journey. And I think to a, to a, to a modern player, uh, you get ahead of it, right? Like mm. you, you start realizing how bad the vibes are before the game is ready to acknowledge how bad the right. vibes are. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think death store is right there with you, right? Like it knows, cause the thing about ludo narrative distance, yeah. right? Is it, is it the, <laughs> what the discourse about that can sometimes miss is that, you knowing that what you're doing in the game is fucked up, but doing it anyway is a very normal experience yeah. like in a game as in any piece of media, right? right? Like you watch stuff happen. You want to watch stuff happen that you wouldn't want to happen to you. That's like an mm-hmm. extremely normal piece of, of engaging with media. So like you say, what about it? Right. Then what? Yeah. Uh, Death Story, I think is kind of that yeah. the game. Yeah, Cause exactly. there's like, there's the layers of like bureaucracy and whatever. Yeah. Uh, Cause you, you work for like the, the Reaper agency and things have gone wrong essentially. Uh, Cause death has stopped functioning. Um, so it's got like a Soulsian aspect uh, in, in, in that uh, in that as- in that sense. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's very much about, you know, if, if there are these things that are very powerful, but have to die yeah. for whatever reason, like, A, do they really have to? Like, is this right what we're doing? But then B, if they do, let's take a moment. Like, yeah, to me, like that's going to that's gonna be a thing. Like, let's address it. Yeah, I think I'm accepting that Elden Ring is just haunting this conversation <laughs> rather than being a main topic. But I, but I feel that when I kill a major boss in Elden Ring, like I almost want to mourn them because they're they're mm-hmm. sort of, some of them are such presences in the story. Um and there's one who you kind of don't kill. She just kind of hangs out when the battle is over, which I which I love. Uh, but you know, you know, Scar Scourge Radon was a was a presence in this world. Damn it, you know, like punch the damn stars. Have you? What else have you played this year, dude? Uh, <laughs> I, as I've said before on this podcast, I don't play video games. I'm just I'm just That's here. True. You were playing Destiny before Elden Ring came out. I was, and I mean, you know, I I don't need to say anything more about Destiny other than it's just what I play. I mean, I played Final Fantasy. Uh, what number is it even? See, this is how little I care about. Oh, 14. 14. We, we all because, played. Because we were all playing it. But I mean, it's... A bunch of, a bunch of us guys who had never, <laughs> had never dove into Final Fantasy 14 gave it a go. I think I got a, a lot further and got a lot more into it than you did. I got pretty into it for a bit. Yeah, the... And then let your subscription lapse immediately. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I did yes. the math. So adorable. Yeah. We, there were 30 days left to Elden Ring. Yeah. And I played for 30 days <laughs> and haven't really had much desire to play since. <laughs> Um, Final Fantasy XIV is interesting because it's easily the greatest MMO I've ever played, and I still hate all the MMO <laughs> things about it. Um, that's that's the most succinct way I can describe it. But you really like you about you you didn't 
I don't know if you bounced off of it. You'll probably be back. I mean, because there are specific friends who that's the only game they'll play yeah, with. Yeah, I mean that that's what it comes down to. I was, you know, I, I'm trying to remember because I don't, I don't remember. It's the... like the only reason that Drew plays Destiny. Basically, yeah. <laughs> the reason that I play Destiny is here on this podcast that's, with us today. That's me. Um, yeah, the, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember the timeline because when did Guardians of the Galaxy come out? I think that's like the only other new-ish game I played. Oh, that was that was that came out last year. Or yeah, sometime. I I've, I want to say I talked about it. Uh, at our last year in review, or, or maybe I didn't, but um, I don't know. There's a whole a lot bit. to say about that game. I mean, especially after listening to L Talk, like I, I liked it. I, I still haven't like finished it proper, but you know, it it does that thing that a lot of AAA games do, and that for that matter, like if I'm a bit of an aside, that a lot of like manga and anime does, where the character work is much stronger than the actual like plotting. Um, mm, what, what makes yeah, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy shine is just the character interactions, but the overall story, like I, I'm, like I said, I haven't beat it proper because like by the end, um, we started playing Final Fantasy 14 and then Elden Ring was about to come out and I was kind of just trying to rush it, but it wasn't, um, coming to the end fast enough. And so I kind of just, it fell off like, but I mean, you know, I, I liked the, the, like I said, that the character interactions, I think that as far as like, uh, you know, um, baby's first family drama story like it, it works not unlike the you know the uh mcu film like the first guardians of the galaxy um mm-hmm. but i mean yeah thematically i don't know that there's really like a lot there um the gameplay is really fun um a lot of people really liked it and i think it won some kind of awards although i don't really pay attention yeah, to those getting a lot of like a lot of public- won a lot yeah. of narrative awards yeah which which i think to your point has way more to do with characterization than you know the the narrative than the plot certainly yeah. right it's got some strong moments for sure um and I probably hit it the right time because M- MCU fatigue was setting in real yeah. hard. So I think seeing a somewhat different version of these characters that worked was like a breath of fresh air to people. That's that's a theory. I, w- I, I will it. say that even though they're not meeting for the first time, like they're kind of like it's like early in all of their relationship. I think that game works better telling the sort of Guardians like origin story than the first film. Like I know that I for whatever mm. reason, that's a really divisive opinion that the sequel was better than the first one. But this game to me is also better than the first film. I, I can only um, assume the division there is people who saw both films and people who didn't. Like, <laughs> like what? The second one's like way better, I, like in every aspect. You know, it, it just depends, I guess. I, a lot of people will put, I think, a lot of uh, emphasis or um, weight on like, you can't see my fingers, but strongly, you know, heavy quote fingers, originality versus, you know. Oh, uh, you mean they haven't seen other movies before the MCU? <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, exactly, gotcha, gotcha. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I, don't okay. Want, I mean, look, sure. I'm not trying to be too derisive here. I'm just saying. Um, no, no, I'm not shitting on the MCU. I'm just saying, like, if you thought that- You're the, shitting on the, the MCU, original. and that's okay. That's your that's your. Well, MO, okay, I, so. I am. I am. Just, just a shade. Uh, um, but no, 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 I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I may, I'm making fun of the notion of originality with you, as though oh, sure, 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 Guardians sure. of the Galaxy 1 was a wholly original venture that didn't have references to anything. I think for is, a lot know, of like, people, they didn't expect it to work in the way that it did because no one knew who they were which again is a silly thing to say when you think about like any film ever (laughs) that's not a franchise (laughs) like like yeah the the godfather was a great film because you know in spite of the fact that we didn't know who any of those characters (laughs) um citizen kane didn't get a whole movie to introduce it and yeah it's wild right it's Um, crazy but yeah no but i just remembered there were some other games i played Oh yeah, oh, go for yeah. it, go for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just to put it, uh, just, to, we'll fin- to, finish, yeah, just yeah, to, finish to, the thought about, finish it, it up. Yeah, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is, is a perfectly fine game, but I, I think that was like probably the only other one I've played recently that I would say was like newish. Um, so I can't even remember what one of them was called, but it was a Stardew like, but like 
it started after the world got fixed. Remember? I oh, was, was this Yonder? No, no, no. That is a different one. Okay. But I also played that. I'm trying to remember. Um, and the other one that I just remembered that I enjoyed very much, other than Yonder, was Witchwood, which was oh, super Witchwood. fun. Yeah, Witchwood looked great. Um, That's a very recent yeah. release, right? Why can't I find... What was this game called? While you look for it, yeah. uh, some other stuff. I, I played Nobody Saves the World. Uh, which was delightful. That was from Drinkbox. Um, played that. Played that a bit co-op uh, with with your with your son, uh, dude, uh, <laughs> as well as solo. It's really fun. It's like a it's a game where you can transform into a bunch of different stuff. And as you master, it's got one a mechanic I like anytime it shows up in any game, which is once you master a technique, you can like port it over to another class. You can kind of mix and match. Was uh, this, so it's like super? Was this the game? I'm trying to remember that. Uh, you're sort like you're you're moving but you're not really like like you're kind of setting your character up and then and then they they just kind of like auto attack but you're mainly just controlling movement or something i, I know this sounds vague but i'm trying to place what game i this think was. i know the game you mean and this is not that game okay. this is more okay. like a more like a twin stick shooter ish thing but with like it's like an action rpg where you're you're moving got around. it okay it's, it's I, not really a lot of melee, guys playing but. that one it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's fun. It's got a good story. Um, yeah, good good kind of like <laughs> earned redemption arc for the obnoxious character. Uh, yeah, it's really it's really good. It's it's insanely compulsive to play. <laughs> um, it's got like good procedural dungeons, so it's highly it's it's utterly replayable. It's good. It's a, a highly highly entertaining. The game I could not remember what it's called is Littlewood. Littlewood. So Witchwood and Littlewood. That's yes, what was messing you up. Exactly. So what is Littlewood? I don't know if I remember that one either. There's, there's, a, there's been a, a lot of wood games I haven't realized. Like the one I haven't played yet that I want to play is Darkwood. Um, but I, I need to get on that. But yeah, I guess a lot of, a lot of wood games. Wood yeah. is having a moment. Littlewood <laughs> is one of the first games I played in a while where like it was so chill and I enjoyed it very much, but it didn't do enough to like justify its chillness. Like it alludes mm. to all this shit that has happened before but then doesn't actually explore any of it. That's interesting. Like it doesn't do a so what sort of thing mm. where like the game begins and you're the hero who saved the world, but you don't remember any mm. of it. And everyone else is like, Oh my God, you're the hero that saved the world. And now we have to rebuild everything. Like you're the hero. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like hmm. I'm just, somebody. Does it, for the narrative, does it like not matter? Like, no, like it doesn't. It's... Yeah, hmm. like you don't have any special powers. Like you just help rebuild the town, and everyone thinks well, you're cool. Well, and then specifically, and then specifically, like it's never treated like that's a mystery to solve. Like you kind of no, don't so care to have your memory. That's exactly back, or... the thing is that you're like, I don't know. Like things seem pretty chill. Like why do like I don't want to if things were bad because everyone keeps talking about how sh- <laughs> shitty things were. Like mm. I don't know. Does that play like a subversion or is it just well, kind of like the thing half-hearted. is like it's yeah it's not really addressed and like it could again be very interesting because mm-hmm. then the dude who was the dark evil big bad comes to town and you're like oh like cool like who are you and he's like i don't know i I don't remember anything and everyone in town is like oh it's the fucking evil dude like fuck that guy and you're like well he doesn't remember any of that shit like Mm. don't be mean like he's just some dude like me and so like you help him come move to town i see the problem here because this is this is all potentially very clever but it's also like when you're trying to do an improv scene and someone goes you know so we're in a warehouse no we're not right right like like, like, both characters just completely take the air out of whatever conflict is is happening because they don't care again it could be very interesting and like you do kind of 
care, but then like you never find out like anything. It's mm. very, it just it's was weird. a little unsatisfying. The gameplay was fun. It was very much a Stardew mm-hmm. and very much like a city planning thing where like you have to manage all the different villagers requests and like figure out the spacing of the mm-hmm. town and blah, blah, blah. Um, and like there's good little romancing options and that stuff. Um, <laughs> Becoming de rigueur thanks to Stardew. Yeah, you know. <laughs> You've got to have that. Um, I mean, not that, not that Stardew invented it, but yeah. it's made it, you know, th- those kinds of cozier games. Yeah. They've but brought that was back. the first time that a cozy game was like unsatisfyingly cozy. Sure. That like That's it tried so hard to be cozy mm-hmm. and avoid all conflict. Like that I was like, well, but, but. But 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 story, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Uh, okay, hmm. so that was interesting. It was, that itchy, was, a weird it was itchy one. and scratchy, sitting on a porch drinking lemonade. Kind of <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was exactly. very interesting. Um, so that was a weird one. I enjoyed it, but it was like mm-hmm. it, when it was done, I was like, oh well, okay, like, meh. yeah. Um, and then Witchwood was a really quick game. I think I played the whole thing in like two days, but also like I don't you have a real it. job, so <laughs> I can just sit and play a game for two You and days. I uh, exist somewhat outside of linear time. Uh, we have, <laughs> we have rarefied lives. We do. Yeah. Um, but it's, it was so good in that like I had been playing so many of these kind of like exactly like Littlewood, like almost saccharinely cozy games, you <laughs> right. know, sure, like, sure. Like Garden Story was super cute and sweet, and like there were some stakes to it, but you know you're a grape called Concord, and like, you know, like I've been playing these very you very had, wholesome, you had almost cozy exclusively games. been playing games that were featured on the Wholesome Direct, yes, basically, right? Correct. And that's not and a then, thing wrong with that. And then I played Witchwood, and I was like, oh, like this is grim and delightful and satisfying, where like you are a genuinely scary witch who is not you know it is not romanticized that she is you know a scary witch who lives in a swamp and she wears a cauldron on her head and she doesn't have human hands or feet she has like claws like she's kind of scary looking um and the little missions you go on to create potions and shit are like you know you're helping kill people who've done horrible things like (laughs) Like, you know, there's these three pigs who run a slaughterhouse, which is fucked in so many ways. I'm realizing you played Graveyard Keeper not too long after playing this. Correct. And I'm, I'm noticing a, a confluence. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and they have treated their workers so badly. And like, so you help all these workers, like essentially get revenge and literally like host a cookout where you roast the three evil pigs. Like hey. it is grim. It is grim. Yeah. Mm. Um, and like, you know, there's an evil banking hawk, I think, that like you have to take down because he tries to repossess the Miller's house and you're like, oh, Please tell me he has a top hat monocle. I don't remember, but I remember him being hateful. Um, but yeah, like you you have to take all these, you know, essentially horrible capitalists down and destroy their lives. And it's really satisfying. And so it was like after playing all these super sweet games and then being like, ha, I'm an evil fucking witch and I'm going to fucking kill these pigs. Like Righteously. <laughs> exactly. Created. It was great. It was really, really satisfying. Contrast. Um, yeah. You know, got to have balance. But like the gameplay in it, there was like, there's no battles like at all. Like it was just a gather game, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like it was gathering and remembering recipes. Like that mm-hmm. was the whole game. You know, whatever. That's cool. Yeah, it was but great. Committed to like your skill. Your skill set is not combat based. No. It is witch things. It yeah. is brewing potions. It is being stuff. sneaky and knowing how to do cool shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Ooh, I got two more quick ones. Yes. Uh, we super quick. We played paparazzi. Oh, I played right. it. You watched mostly, yes. but it's uh this is a game where you take photos of dogs. And it's the most so charming delightful. thing about it is that they are barely animated. <laughs> they kind of like their legs don't move. They are and animated like, in the way that a little kid plays with my little ponies. Yeah, exactly. It looks like someone is like, you don't see a hand, but it looks like someone that is, is like, how it is messing with an action. Figure. The, the actual um, dog itself remains stationary it is like a piece of clip art that is moving across a screen it is yeah. delightful yeah and it, do, it does unfurl a story about how like there may not be people anymore <laughs> but it's no it's it's wait so who's ro- taking the photos then you're Other a robot dogs? you are you oh are a you're a robot okay you're a robot, you're a robot. Right, right. you gradually realize yeah at first you think the dogs think people are robots because they just like take care of their needs but then you like catch an image of yourself and you're like oh no i am in fact I am a actually robot. a robot yeah <laughs> That game was delightful, super quick. Um, the kind of thing that just like showed up on Game Pass, and I was like, "Yes, I will play Paparazzi." That game was great. Um, and then I get—I technically finished this last year. I played like right after we did the year in review, but I played Dungeon Encounters. Um, this is directed by uh, the guy who uh, created the Active Time Battle System, uh, Hiroyuki uh, Ito, um, and it's like a super stripped down dungeon crawler slash RPG. Like everything's just on like a grid of numbers, and it's like you've got like everything has. Uh, HP, magical defense, and physical defense, and you have to break one of the two defenses to do damage, and then you you have to take people out, and the, and the same rules apply to you. And from there, it just makes those rules, it just mutates those rules and adds stuff on top of them in like the weirdest, most committed ways possible. Like there's party members with bespoke mechanics. Uh, remember Sir Cat? Remember when I found Sir Cat? I do. Who has a special Sir cutlery Cat. set that lets him have a percent chance to just straight up eat any enemy <laughs> in a single gulp. <laughs> Um, that's, that's right. That's that pretty was amazing. so good. It's very it good. was so good. He also has a, a unique gun called the Meowitzer. You were um, very excited. About it. <laughs> oh Sir my Cat, god! Sir Cat it was amazing. But it's just yeah, like it just it just does all this absolutely insane stuff. And it did. It hurt me worse than Elden Ring ever did. Because like you oh, could. That's right. You, I remember that. Yeah. Holy I, like, shit! I was mad this was major. for a day. Yes. Yeah. Literally ruined his day. Because like <laughs> you can. So like if you're if you're. If you lose your party, they like they stay where you left them in the dungeon. And if there isn't a party to go get them, which involves having the people you recover from the dungeon on this one specific square of the first level, which is the academy. If you don't have anybody there, then you just wipe like you just it's like a hard game over for your entire playthrough, basically. Whoa. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was not happy. <laughs> I like <laughs> I really, I really just like walked around outside in Literally. circles and was like, do I, what am I going to do? <laughs> am I, I going to keep playing this? Do I not like video games anymore? Is this, is this the end? Um, no, I was like, no joke sad about it. Um, but it's, you know, I, I, I do sort of, you were also like in like shock. I think. Yeah. I like, couldn't, there believe... was just like a disbelief. <laughs> I couldn't believe the game did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. really like, because like, it says up front if you don't have any, if you don't have anyone to send out as a party, your adventure will end. And I was like, oh, okay, game over. It's like, no, 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 no. It means it basically means it's deleting your save. Yeah, like you start over. It yeah. was insane. But it's like I will say once I once I knew to take the game seriously, like when I knew that when it said shit, it meant it. It it did direct me to all the other weird mechanics. Like, oh, no, no, Sir Cat can eat anything. <laughs> no, anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and it's it's super weird too. Like the whole thing has this trollish quality. Like I mean, to, uh, to, to use the meme, it's, it's magic rules, right? Like, no, what does it fucking say? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> what does the card say? Exactly. <laughs> but Nobu Ematsu did the soundtrack, but it does not sound anything like you're probably imagining. It's like electric guitar versions of classical music. Um, and like every floor, like this floor is Ride of the Valkyries when you get to these 10 levels. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was it, fun. It was very good. It had like a fucking a fucking champs uh, quality yeah. to it. And you told me there was like a whole thread of people being like, "What are these? What are these songs?" Oh yeah, all these zoomers so being like, "Can we identify these melodies?" And like, they're, you know, they're <laughs> they're not really deep cuts, <laughs> like, right? But you know, <laughs> yeah, it was it was very. And it's not something though. they can just like Shazam because it's not you know right exactly right. exactly yeah yeah. So anyway, Dungeon Encounters was bizarre. Uh, I wrote a whole thing about how bad it hurt me and didn't publish it because I wanted to like, re-examine it. I was honestly just working it out, man. I no, seriously. No, I, no, I believe you 100%. I, just... I, I will probably republish it. Uh, I will not republish it. I will publish it once I've re- looked at it again in light of Elden Ring, which which hurt me in all the normal Souls ways. Like I lost some Souls. But um, yeah, there's this one video essay of Snow Caldwell Gervais that just put out a mega essay about the Dark Souls games. And I think it's largely about how they're more forgiving and flexible than most people give them credit for, which is something we talked about a lot. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So I think I'll reconsider it in that light and then publish it. But yeah, dungeon encounters hurt me real bad <laughs> in the end. I'm still glad I played it, but I wonder if I'm sick for still being glad. I played it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much time you both have, but um, I just occurred to me this. If we're talking about recent stuff, you both played the new Kirby game. No, we've like just barely started it. Yeah, oh, so that'll, okay, that'll probably okay. be one. I that'll be one I for the next. Sure. That'll be one for the next one of these. Yes. The other thing we've played together a lot though is Guilty Gear Strive. Oh yeah. Um, oh, oh, that I we played that. That's a we did game. play that a bit. That is technically a new so game I played. Good. Yeah, hell yeah, that's such a good game. That's such, and all the DLC characters have been amazing. Yeah, I think I'm the the outlier when it comes to fighting games, and we've talked about this with, with how it relates to Smash, where I. I definitely, I don't even know if prefer is the right word, but because I've been playing fighting games for so long, I love the intricate, stupid mechanics of fighting games that make them inaccessible to most people. <laughs> but, at the, but at the same time, I, I also equally enjoy when the game is more accessible to more people. Like coming from Street Fighter 4 to Street Fighter 5, a lot of people did not like that Street Fighter 5 took away some of the weird niche like mechanic stuff where it's like you're counting frames and, you know, memorize all that stuff. I really, really liked how approachable Strive was because one of the things that's been hard with the Guilty Gear game, like if you play, like me and my buddy used to play Guilty Gear um, X, X Reloaded back in the day, and there's so much you can do that's super fun. But it's like very frustrating when you're starting out as a new player or if you're trying to get someone else into it and they can see all the stuff you're doing. But it's like, OK, well, no, you have to double tap back and then, you know, a quarter circle up and then you have to time that within the, you know, these two seconds and you can only dash back once. Then you can dash forward. It's, it's a lot to keep track of. And I <laughs> yeah. love, love, love that Strive really simplified that because it um, I, you know, I can the, the old games exist if I want that. But I like right. that. They are making the newer ones like just more. It, it just sort of lends itself to the aesthetics of the game because anyone picking it up will just feel the joy and fun of oh, the yeah. insanity that is those games. Yeah. And the animations are just so good. It's just so pretty. It's glorious. And the yeah. and the cast is just oh, like the the, so the characters are so well realized. Yeah. yeah no, and like the mechanic, like it's still plenty complicated, especially for somebody who like this is the first fighting game you've gotten like really, really into. Yeah. Are, we, are, and you, good, are you about to make fun of me? Right? No, no at all i'm gonna say like you know there's still like there are all these depths you're discovering now like you're getting you know like like roman cancels and like you still like the role thing is still really weird for you as an input it's honestly and still rel- 
relatively weird for me. So like, and there's supers. plenty of other characters. I, I realize that both like Capcom in Street Fighter Five with um, uh, Manette, and then now um, Arc 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 Systems uh, with um, uh, Jacko. Like they, they they're compensating for that with characters. Where if you want the weird intricacies. Like you, yeah, you, you can, can have get that. them, right? Yeah, because like I can't play Jacko. That's like I would have to like spend weeks, like you know, <laughs> figuring out all that stuff. Um, I watched but, three YouTube, but videos, anyone who and wants now I to... can do the basics of Jacko, kinda. Like, <laughs> yeah, like but that's there for people, and then you right. know, like, and then there's else is there's it. people like me who just mainline May and do what we affectionately dolphins call dolphins all day. <laughs> well, th- well, here's the sad thing. Again, I can do the dolphins <laughs> and I do the dolphins all day, but I can't get the supers ever. So like I've been joking with him. I'm like, as soon as I learn how to do that fucking roll, you are going to be demolished. (laughs) (laughs) We affectionately call how I play with May pancakes because (laughs) there was one time we were watching someone play smash and they were playing uh, Mr. Game and Watch, and and they just threw pancakes the entire time, and no one could come near them, and it was hilarious. And so that's how I play May. May's anchor is pancakes. We rate the moves. That's funny, because I thought you were talking about literally making pancakes. Like I'm like, what's her technique? Um, (laughs) But then you said Game and Watch. I'm like, I know exactly exactly, what she's talking about. The way in which I can just continually (laughs) just crush people with that fucking anchor. (laughs) It's honestly great training, though. Like, How do you get around the anchor in this situation? Yeah, no, it's actually he oh, jokes yeah. that he oh, like yeah. loves to battle me before he plays online because yeah. I run through the whole roster exactly. against your May. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's a gauntlet. Yeah, no 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 playing my son Grayson is glorious because what the, the, I always refer to the old adage, what is it like the mm-hmm. master need not fear the other master? Correct. The master must fear like the novice. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my exactly. god. Because, I would love to play Grayson. I oh, bet that's yeah, super fun. Like, oh. No, it's wild. It like hurts my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Because so, that's cause so of, much that's of, kind of so much of getting good like, at though. fighting games is like anticipating what your opponent's going to do, right? Right. right. Like, there's just no playing way. like a kid, especially is just like it's out the window. Like it's just it's bonkers. Grayson, the other we play a game, we play just whatever he wants to play online, whatever we can. And he wanted to play chess the other night. Oh my god, that was so and funny. chess to me is the ultimate example. You and I have talked about this on the show how chess is bad actually because once you're really good at chess, <laughs> it's just people running through you know memorize the, like computers are fundamentally better at high level right. chess than people are. Right, it's just memorizing right. stuff and executing it. It's just a quick. When you play yeah. against a little kid, <laughs> it's chaos. with a with a creative brain. Right. It's just it you it's it's inc- it's exhilarating actually because <laughs> you just have no idea what's gonna happen. Uh, uh, yeah, Strive was Strive was very good. I, I, we should play that more. I just realized I'd, yeah. I'd love to a new character. I know <gasps> Vikings added- in it now. I'm so excited. Icons about in Testament. it. Testament just came out. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I was. I don't remember ever being good with Testament back in the day, but that's always the fun thing too about updated games like this is like seeing how they play compared to their old counterparts. And that's, I mean, admittedly, one of the things that makes people salty is like if they character doesn't play the way they remember. Right. But, right. but then, but then you know, just get used to the new one. Like it's from fun. what I understand, Biken is super similar to to the last game, the last time she showed up. But I think Testament is kind of different. I don't. Or is it just the glow up that is the difference? That now, now Testament is canonically a gender. Uh, which, which is, which, I mean, that's interesting that I, so it is, it is canonical now, but I, I always just assumed the Testament was like tes- Testament never struck me as anything other than, although I guess right. if we're, if we're splitting hairs, it was the difference between Testament being androgynous versus being right, non-binary. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, which, which is a difference. And yeah. like the two. Yeah. yeah the no, two no, for sure. That's for what sure. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah I, totally totally totally. I, I can see. Yeah. That. Yeah. Well, strive is something we'll play a lot more of for yeah. sure. More and, strive. Play a lot more <laughs> So oh many pancakes. pancakes. 
And yeah, I mean, hey, dear listener, you'll if you t- I, I will make it clear in the description that this is mostly not about Elden Ring. That Elden Ring haunts this conversation. <laughs> this is mostly me babbling about weird Pokemon adjacent. No, but things. I like I for me that I love it because like <laughs> you know, especially between talking to like L and like Franny and Bryant, like it, it's such a wider to me. Um, like just spectrum of games. Cause a lot of this stuff is always under my radar one. Cause I'm not as tuned into the indie scene just cause there's a lot of stuff and it, you know, it's a lot of information. Um, most of it I get, like I said, from, from y'all. Um, so it's, it's always really fun for me to hear about this kind of stuff. Cause just conceptually, I, I love hearing about this stuff and I'm so glad that this stuff is getting published and mm-hmm. um, made. It's, it's just super exhilarating to me. Cause um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, we haven't, I mean, ga- gaming, capital G gaming still has not found its foot really. I, I don't think so. It's, it's cool that there's still lots of like experimental avenues and just different kind of stuff you can get. And, you know, yeah. Uh, and like part of what I marveled at with graveyard keepers that it was this sort of one man team and like how fucking cool it is that that's even possible now. Right. You know, like right. imagine that like, it's you still know, insane, but yeah, it's, possible. it's totally insane, but yeah, it is possible. And like, there's kind of been a renaissance of mm-hmm. indie games and because of the way that the technology is accessible now in a way that it never was before, you know, it, it's We're getting it's, more kinds of people making more kinds exactly. of exactly. And it's part of why I can play, you know, a weird game about a president transported back in time. <laughs> and also a game where you're a witch with claw hands who hates capitalists, you know, like, <laughs> right. And we, I mean, we've, we've mentioned Stardew Valley a few times, but that is sort of what kicked off right. in some ways the, the current era, I think, yeah. cause that is tr- a true one person yeah, yeah. project for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And you know, Minecraft was a true one person project right, for a long, right, long time, right. but has since become something right. very much else entirely. Right. Um, which is, which is probably good because the one person in question in the case of Minecraft is, is not <laughs> we need to necessarily raise up and celebrate. Um, but, but yeah, no, like the, the, I think it, it is really important to have, you know, an, an Arceus, and a graveyard keeper in your diet in terms of scale, right? right. The big triple, we, we, we advocate for this all the time, yeah. right? The big triple A releases and the, the weird indie stuff. Like, well, it's also funny, like when that is your scale, it means that when you said something about people complaining about the graphics in Odysseus, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like yeah, I genuinely yeah. had no idea. I was like, really? Like, mm, what well, it's like I, not to go full, who are these people? But it's like, <laughs> These are Pokemon fans. Like they're, right. th- you can move the camera. This is revolutionary. What are you? <laughs> it's it, there was. I saw one time there was um, what was it? It was like a tier list of like what kinds of fans people have, and it's like you know it ranged from just delighted with whatever they get to, and it was Pokemon fans and Animal Crossing fans were the tier <laughs> that. Were, <laughs> Gluttons oh, who would spurn all the gifts of heaven. <laughs> like, <laughs> just cannot be made happy under any circumstances. <sighs> all right. We may be there. This yeah. might be it. It's getting Yeah, this was a good session. I, I really, I enjoyed this. This was fun. Really glad. <laughs> I'm really glad I got to tell you about Minokuni. <laughs> we need your capybara cam next time. But just... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think I think quarterly is fun because we got to just like I like I said, I didn't feel like we needed to get to Elden Ring right away. It was fun listening to Elle just talk about her stuff and getting, um, you know, that input. So, yeah, I, I dug it. Yeah, it's amazing that we talked about everything but Elden Ring in our in our ongoing project to <laughs> run away from the zeitgeist at full speed. And <laughs> We'd we will, hate to be timely. We will never go viral, and that is a promise. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, we appreciate you listening. And if that's all you do, that is that is more than enough. And we sure appreciate it. But if you would like to help us out in some way, you can do that by leaving a rating or review. Uh, if you listen somewhere where there are ratings or reviews, or if you'd like to throw us some money and, and it wouldn't cause you any hardship to do so, we'd appreciate that for sure. You can do that on Patreon, Ko-fi or Gumroad. Uh, thanks tremendously to the people who currently do that with a special thanks to Carla. <laughs> Bowie is currently in my lap right now, by the way. So I'm, I'm a little distracted <laughs> while doing the end crawl. Uh, thanks Bowie tremendous. Bowie is a dog. Bowie is a dog. <laughs> Bowie is not one of our patrons. That is That would not be appropriate. <laughs> uh, down, Bowie, down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you tremendously to our current patrons. <laughs> with a special thanks to Carlos de los Santos and Darth Raptora. And an even specialer thanks to the mysterious ENK and Lucas Cosin. Uh, you can find the show everywhere podcasts are a thing. Uh, it's produced by me i'm drew here's lucio here's l franny is not here but she also does stuff uh, our logo is by aaron perry zucker using icons for the noun project our song is by me you can find more music i make at carpe demon.band and it's holly good hyperion. stuff <laughs> and holly hyperion dot do we have do we have dot com or do we have i don't know but that stuff's not as good as carpe demon <sighs> Strong disagree. Anyway, self deprecation. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Take care. So long, everybody. Adios.